Welcome to the Dogleg Left Project. I'm your host, Charlie Padilla. This podcast is about sharing experiences and gaining actionable insights from some of the most talented individuals in the tech community to showcase what's possible in the next steps of your career by learning from those who have already done it. Let's get started. All right. Uh, I realize I do that at the beginning of every episode. I start with all right. So I'm just going to I'm going to keep that in there. But on this episode of the Dogleg Left Project, we have a friend and former colleague of mine, Marie Kerr, who uh, is currently the uh, the head of Reddit Creative. uh, And then what's the what's the adage to that? Uh, for the global business brand. For the global business brand. Um, and prior to that, she had actually done a lot of work um, on the Karma Lab team, uh, which is the uh, creative side that is more facing and working with actual advertisers that work with Reddit. And so uh, it's a really cool uh, promotion that she pretty recently got. So really excited for her. Uh, and in this episode, we're going to be focusing on the creative side of marketing and tech. Uh, specifically how creative and, you know, for anybody who's not uh, aware of what creative is, that's the actual <laughs> static asset or like the image that you might see in ads uh, and the and or the video uh, that is used and how that's represented for the ad space as well. So really excited to talk through it. And Marie, thanks so much for joining. Thanks for having me. I, I am honored to be here. Awesome. Well, it is a pleasure. So real quick, we'll start uh, just with some introductions. So Marie, tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, about uh, some things that you've done to get to the, to the point where you're at. You've got you've got a pretty cool career. So I know that a lot of listen, listeners will be excited to hear it. Well, it was 1977. No, I won't go that far back. <laughs> um, maybe I'll start with college. Here's my story. I have a philosophy degree from Berkeley. And of course, with a philosophy degree, man, you are equipped to enter every career. No, not really. Um, (laughs) Most people were pretty negative about my philosophy degree. But um, the lovely thing about, I think, that degree was that it helped me uh, be a very critical thinker. And that was very useful to me because... Um, as you said, I'm quite a creative individual. I tend towards like more artistic things, music, etc. And um, that degree really helped me learn to think critically and problem solve. And also, you know, not necessarily take people at their word, question authority a little bit. So that was like a really fun thing. Um, from there, interestingly enough, um, I, I worked at a startup, then I started my own company. And it was absolutely nowhere near technology. I had a brick and mortar store for handmade jewelry and accessories at one point. (laughs) Then I had an idea for a thing called the sampler, which was a small sort of, if you're familiar with like of the month clubs or they have so many of them at the time. At the time there were none. Mm -hmm. And I had a thing like that called the sampler or go sampler. And, um, that served independent artists and crafters. I made some friends at that time who founded a company called Etsy and we like worked together on that project. And then I sold that company. And from there I was like, gosh, you know what I really like? Video games. <laughs> and so <laughs> I guess, tell me if I'm just like going to like, this is some sort of shaggy dog story and this is too much detail, but uh, I wanted to get into video games. And so nothing about my past, um, philosophy degree, handmade jewelry, crafts, indie stuff, nothing about that says um, video games. So what I did was I looked at video game companies near me, which um, I lived in San Francisco at the time, that were several. And there was a video game company that I quite like called Telltale Games. Maybe you've heard of them. They're pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Um and they had an upcoming playtest open to anybody. So I applied and I got approved to playtest a game. And I went in to their office, I playtested a game. And while I was there, I met their then CTO and I said, hey, you should hire me. 
And he said, what is it you do? And I said, marketing. <laughs> and that's how I got my start. <laughs> <laughs> marketing um, for Telltale Games. Uh, I was a consultant there for a, a while because my, my plan for that year after selling the Ghost Sampler was like to take the year off entirely. But mm. you, my experience with trying to take time off is you'll get like a couple of months into it, especially going from working all the time to working none at all. You, you, you'll drive yourself up the wall. It's painful, um, actually. <laughs> it, right? Yeah, it's really challenging. It's very, very challenging. Um, you have to be like a very disciplined person and I'm just not that. So yeah, I uh, did consulting work that way. I could still enjoy like my time off. I didn't have to work a regular schedule necessarily. And I, I worked for Telltale Games for like a year and a half as a marketing consultant. During that time, I took on like some other gigs. Um, this is an interesting thing. I saw a tweet uh, on EA's Twitter. So this was when Twitter was still nascent, like really early. Mm -hmm. And they were looking for a writer for The Sims. And again, that's a game I play quite a bit. And I was like, hello. I responded literally to the tweet. I would like to write for The Sims. And I ended up writing like a couple of manuals for them. No kidding. Which, remember when video games had manuals? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I, right? I remember when they had like the game guides and it would like show you how to do all the things. Yeah. Um. So, so just to clarify... <laughs> <laughs> did you, you got a response from the tweet uh and sure that's did. how you that's how you got your foot yeah. in the door yeah i sent them like a link to like my we didn't have linkedin back there like to my site i was like hey i can write i love video games here's what i do here's my resume and yeah i do just from my like response to their tweet i got a dm back i mean again this was early days of twitter it's not like what it, what it was there is now Mm -hmm. um, and they, yeah, they brought me in for an interview. I did like a writing test and then I ended up writing some manuals. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it's kind of like that from there. Um, from there, I went and was a brand manager uh, at Ubisoft mm -hmm. um, because, you know, I've got that sweet marketing experience. <laughs> 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 And I worked on the Assassin's Creed, um, Assassin's Creed Revelation. So the last, oops, no, um, <laughs> <laughs> the one with the last Ezio Auditory one. And then I like, you know, what's so interesting, like you, you think about an industry and you're like, how does it work? And you don't, there's so much you don't know. And so somehow I thought when I would be in marketing, I would have like some sort of say in what is going on in the game. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, you're just you're just taking the box and like getting people to purchase it. So I wanted to try being on the like let's develop things side. I ended up leading a product management team at Six Waves, which was um, a publisher and developer of video games, mobile games. Mm -hmm. I um, worked there for a while, created a really some really great games, I think, and worked with some really lovely people. Uh, and then I, yeah, it just kind of kept going. And, and I don't know how much more you want me to go into this. And then I I was in this marketing spot. I was in the product spot. And then I briefly took a, a, a detour after my, my dog died um, because I felt like, oh, I'm making mobile games. Who am I? What is this worth? And mm -hmm. I worked for a nonprofit fundraising platform for a while. But you know what? I just kind of got that lure back into the video games. And like during this time, I was still consulting on the side, doing things for different companies and making relationships there. Um, but eventually, and I hope I'm not skipping too far ahead. Um, you know, I did some consulting work when I, at an agency called AKQA and I got to work on some really you know, high profile video games there. And that work was, rather impressive and eventually I went from like this marketing position to branded content mm -hmm. which is the creative uh, strategy that you're talking about and I started that that stuff in goodness 2015 at Twitch and that's the first time I got into the advertising world awesome how does that so, grab you yeah that uh, <laughs> that's a lot so 
you know, there, there, there's so many things that we could really dig into, but I think something that, you know, would be really helpful is, you know, you talk about, you know, all of these like really cool companies that you've worked with, you know, you know, Twitch, Telltale Games. Um, and, you know, when, when you're talking about those experiences and you're leading, you know, marketing teams and, you know, you're, you're into product marketing and, you know, developing content that will help people want to buy the game. Um, cause obviously as, as a, as an avid, uh, gamer myself, you know, when, when you actually play the games, like a lot of, you know, it, it really sells itself once you start playing, but you know, mm-hmm. if good marketing can either make a really terrible game look great or can make a really yeah. great game look terrible. And you don't want to and you don't want to pull that trigger to, you know, to pay the 60 bucks or whatever it is to 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 buy it. So, um, you know, in 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 each of those roles, you know, it, it sounds like you kind of just jumped into it and figured it out as you went a little bit. What was that experience like? And, you know, from from getting that job and leveraging, you know, this is some cool stuff that I've done before and you land the job. Like what, what is that experience like when you start out and you know, you're, you, you are less familiar with, you know, with what to do in in that new role. It's interesting. You know, as you ask that, I'm trying to remember and feel it out. I would say that I have gotten less confident over time. Is that strange (laughs) to say? You know, like, Coming out of like, I sold the company and hire me a CTO. I'm like being really, you know, like so confident. And like, I think like, every new job has revealed how, how little I know. Every <laughs> single time I was like, oh no. Um, and it's like whittled away the confidence to where now, you know, my, my job has changed a few times, even since like we last worked together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I hope I can figure it out. <laughs> it's sort of like you know you cross your fingers and hope for the best I think that in, I think having an open mind and being able to be vulnerable and ask people for assistance mm-hmm. and for their advice really helps um, because if you go in there guns a blazing I mean that might work out for you but there's like the the amount of stuff we simply cannot know because we've never been exposed to it mm-hmm. is seemingly infinite um so i'd say it's challenging it's very very challenging and kudos to everybody who's got like sweet tons of confidence who are getting there and like yeah i'm gonna nail this but yeah that's not me man (laughs) (laughs) go in and i'm like oh i'm i'm gonna try my best and i think that's that's what i can bring to the table is like i'll do what i can no, and I think I, I think a lot of that also goes back to your philosophy degree. So, you know, that that inquisitive mind of, you know, like, I am going to figure this out. The best way to figure things out is to lean on other people's experiences, um, you know, because there's a saying that's out there. It's like, you know, smart people learn from their own mis- uh, experiences and mistakes, uh, like very intelligent people learn from others experiences and mistakes. <laughs> And a lot of that really, you know, when you're starting a new role or, you know, you you enter a new company comes from, you know, this is like I'm I'm pretty solid with what I know and you can figure out very quickly what you don't know. And and so that's really where it becomes extremely helpful in leaning on other people to, you know, you know, for their wisdom, for their insights. And, you know, really, you know, a lot of that just comes down to that, you know, humble mindset of, yeah, I don't know that. Like, I that's why I'm talking to you, you know, <laughs> It's 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 the you know if you're the smartest person in the room you're doing something wrong type of experience. Yes, I mean I personally I don't even think of it as like humble or something to do with humility. It's simply the reality of the situation. Right. <laughs> it is like it is it is simply the, the reality that I am not the smartest person. I am I'm not the most uh, equipped necessarily or educated in certain fields, and so. A reasonable thing I think is just to ask people who know like can you imagine if every day you had to like start from the very beginning of something mm-hmm. so and, and like invent your way up the stream like okay I'd like to cook dinner for first or breakfast let me let me first invent fire and <laughs> <laughs> let me invent a chicken you know, there were just like all of these things and let me invent a, like a stove. Let me invent, I mean, you don't have to do all of this work, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's maybe noble and really cool and what a great story you'll have. Um, but you don't have to do all of that work. Other people 
are smart and they know things you can just ask them you can also ask the internet and maybe that's like a one of the wonderful things about where i actually work reddit you know what people know stuff on reddit yeah they know a lot of stuff on reddit you can you can pretty literally learn anything on reddit and you know from uh you know from from my experience in you know from from teaching new hires like new brand new people coming into ad sales and into account management and to the tech space the or really anything um like the the most valuable resource and skill that you can learn is how to find information quickly um because like there there's plenty of times where i've been speaking with advertising agencies where they use an acronym that i'm not familiar with because spoiler alert in in tech and in marketing there's an acronym for everything and oftentimes there's multiple acronyms for the same damn thing um and so it's but it's it's that skill of like they said something that i don't know or i'm unfamiliar with I'm just going to Google it. <laughs> so you hop on yes. Google and it's like, oh, okay. I know exactly what they're talking about now. And it's just like that little, that little nuanced difference in, in the acronym or like a, a different lens that they're looking at metrics through. Um, and it's not and, like they're smarter than you for knowing an acronym. They've mm-hmm. just heard the acronym before. And now you know the acronym. Yep. <laughs> and I definitely forgot it immediately after that call and they brought it up again and I was like, oh, dang it. What was what did that mean again? And then you Google it again. And that's when you remember. Um, but then like you talk about internal resources where, you know, a lot of organizations use Slack uh, or like the Microsoft Teams or whatever it is, you know, as people are at going into those different channels and asking questions, you can also search those conversations. So I can't yes. tell you the sheer number of times where it's like, if I'm asking this question, odds are really good that somebody else has asked it before. And so you just start typing like what you're, what, like the topic or like the product or what it is that you have a question about. And then it's like, oh, there's like 30 conversations that have taken place in the last six weeks. And then you start going through those and it's like, oh, there's five different answers and you didn't even have to ask a question. So, um, you know, that's kind of an off tangent of uh, the conversation, but it's such a helpful resource and and tool of, you know, finding information and not just asking questions, but also taking the time to like figure it out yourself because the resources oftentimes are right in front of you. Absolutely. And I was, I was talking to my boss just the other day about how, like, I really think the people that I'm most drawn to just in life in general, not necessarily work are these people who have this sort of resourcefulness uh-huh. who are sort of, I wouldn't say entrepreneurially driven, but sort of like a DIY mindset to it where it's like, I don't know things, but I can find out. And I think that's just like a really exciting mindset in general, because then like, if we're hanging out and we want to do something goofy, let's figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> like we can just go have some fun. Like maybe we're going to write a book tonight or something. Or like, we'll just like, let's start a podcast. Let's do this. And, and we'll figure it out. And I, I have um, a lot of friends who are in that realm. And it's so enjoyable to be around people like that. I agree. Um, and, uh, you know, I also just was on a whim was like, you know, I... <laughs> I want to start a podcast because I see all of my friends and like all of these people that I've worked with going off to do these really cool, exciting things. And, you know, I just want to talk about it and talk about what those experiences are and and how they did it. And Marie, you're a perfect example of that just from what we've already talked about. And, you know, even when, when we talk about uh, cool roles or like, you know, resp- messaging that comes out in Twitter tweets and, you know, taking that initiative of just like, you know, I'm going to respond to this in a very impactful way of not just responding, but also providing my website, providing that insight, because, you know, for those marketing teams who are managing that those social posts, they're like, oh, that is actually really cool. I'm going to pass this along. And that's a brilliant <laughs> idea. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I'm sad for folks who, I don't know, it's not sad, but I, I think that people can feel a little bit of confidence. I think that some folks will see an opportunity and say, oh, not me. They probably want someone better. They probably want someone with this kind of experience. You don't know. You, mm-hmm. you know, you just just try. And I think, again, it goes back to that mindset. Just try. Give it a shot. Why not? What's the worst that could happen? Go for it. No, and I think that's, that's the message. 
I, I honestly think that's a wonderful insight because, you know, I've I've read reports that, have put that, that you know, on LinkedIn or like, you know, blog articles when it always talks about, um, you know, the difference in how men apply to jobs and how women apply to jobs where, you mm-hmm. know, women far more frequently, if they don't meet every single one of the qualifications in the job role, um, have a tendency to not apply um, where men have a tendency just to apply to everything. I fall into the, I'll just apply to everything because uh-huh. I, I, I'm pretty confident, you know, with, with the, the sheer number of things that I've done. Cause I'm, you know, I'm, I worked in mortgage servicing in the escrow department and I t- went in as a tax specialist and then I got promoted to supervisor over the department within six months. And that's just based on pure tenacity and like figuring things out and figuring it out quickly. But, you know, I think that's a, that's a, a really strong lesson for a lot of people, especially if you're talking about jumping from role to role, because, you know, going from, you know, starting your own company into like, you know what, I'm going to be a marketing consultant. Let's do that thing. <laughs> and and just that, you know, like I've done cool things before and I didn't know what the hell I was doing when I started and I figured it out and I, you know, I was pretty successful yeah. with it. And like just having that confidence in like, you know, I'm a BDR right now. But, you know, I think marketing is really cool. You know, I think, you know, talking about brand marketing where you're trying to find the best ways and to, to represent a video game and getting people, you know, excited to want to play it and try it. Um, and, you know, a lot of that just, you know, comes comes to pure gumption of, yes, I can do this because I've done really cool things before and I didn't know what the hell I was doing when I started on those either. Um, but I figured it out. You don't need it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I went from like brand marketing to um, product management, not even marketing, product management, and then into advertising, branded content. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, um, I think I don't, I definitely don't apply to like, like, go ahead, I'll apply to everything. But like, um, I am not deterred, I'd say, by not having exactly the right experience that's called for, mm-hmm. because I mean, I've been a person who's written those job descriptions and have been on the other side of like reading the resumes that come in and be like, well, this person has like some sort of insight, some little special bubble thing that I'm like, I want to know more. And I think that I have a lot of, I might, I might want to know more about that <laughs> in my background <laughs> mm-hmm. where I can, you know, put together a pretty solid story about why I might be the right person for this. And it's not to say I haven't like failed or like applying for jobs and getting them, but I've been incredibly fortunate at, um, you know, sticking my neck out and, you know, getting jobs. Like, okay, I went to Twitch. I was there for a few years. Um, took some time off. I wrote a couple books. Oh. Um, and then, the you know, how I got my job at Reddit was uh, I saw that someone I had worked with in Six Waves was at Reddit. And I was like, hey, could you introduce me to somebody on the brand new content creative strategy side? And they introduced me to someone on that side. And I was like, hey, you should hire me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was like, hey, when do you want to come in? And uh, then we met for a meeting. Then he set up some interviews. I did the interviews and they made me an offer and I declined it. And I took a different job. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah. And then I took that job and then um, randomly got back in touch with that person I had initially interviewed with. And they're like, hey, do you want to you want to come back to the coolest place on the Internet? Made me a much better offer. And I said, yes. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, yeah. And uh, and something that uh, we'll definitely talk about is, you know, as far as, you know, your impact at Reddit. Um, but, uh, you know, from, from starting at Reddit, then like, what was your, your title when you first joined? I think I was senior brand strategist. I, I honestly don't remember. <laughs> senior creative strategist. It was, um, or creative strategy lead. I can't recall, honestly. And I, I don't have my LinkedIn up, but um, uh, I'm pulling up your LinkedIn right now. Okay, I should have had it, it. should have had it up oh, earlier. Yeah, we've got the uh, the senior creative strategist Karma Lab. Um, okay. Yeah, so uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, so let, I'll I'll pop it up on the screen. Uh, so we've got, uh, and this will also show everybody the the storied career of Marie <laughs> Care, the you know the the LinkedIn uh, career stalking, uh, which is bound to happen anyway. Um, See, Yep. Um, Copywriter EA. 
And I'm like, yeah, I worked for a French company. Shout out to Terry Lamouin. And then I worked for Ubisoft. Uh, yeah, Six Waves, product manager. That was the nonprofit fundraising platform, Radzu. Mm -hmm. uh, my buddy, uh, Chris McGuire, one of the co-founders of Etsy and I had a podcast about video games for many years. No kidding. Yeah, we still, we have a vodcast now where we just record ourselves on Twitch and put it on YouTube. We're, we're, very, we're very silly people. Uh, won some awards there. Oh, some of the work I did for Imager, wonderful. Uh, AKQA, got to work on the Activision games. Branded content at uh, C-Studio 61, super fun. Aw, it's kind of nice to look back at what, what yeah. you've done and be like, hey, I've done some stuff. I've done some stuff and met some really cool people along the way. Absolutely. And yeah, so uh, so in in creative strategy, um, that's actually how I got to know Marie for anybody listening. So uh, in 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 ad sales, uh, so the the process of ad sales is um, it's honestly pretty straightforward once you slip simplify it. Like when you when you look at it from an outsider's perspective or you're brand new, um, it it can seem to be very, very complex. Um, like in the discovery call, you're going through KPIs. You have to understand what those KPIs mean, what they connect to. Um, KPIs, again, are key performance indicators or the metrics that uh, that are measured to uh, you know measure the performance of a marketing campaign to determine if it's successful or not. So uh, within uh, that conversation, a large part of it is also developing your targeting audience or the people that you want to meet uh, or reach. Um, and so on, on a platform like Reddit, um, you know, Reddit, there's pretty much a community for everything. Uh, and there's really a place for everybody uh, on on Reddit as a platform because all of all of Redditors have an anonymous profile. So you really just have that freedom uh, to be yourself without fear of being canceled like you find on other platforms. Um, and but but with that, like in the advertising side, you know, it's a really cool experience because, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of communities that are out there for, you know, just your product. Like I've, I've worked with uh, software companies that, you know, uh, they they were seeing a six hundred dollar CPA was their top performing, uh, you know, performance or like cost per acquisition. So they. Um, and that was on Google search, which is a little bit more expensive, but you know, that was their top performing. And then within a month of being on the Reddit platform, we were seeing $22 CPAs. Um, so like absolutely smoking. And a lot of that, um, I, what was that? Sorry, what was it? Sorry, I was thinking of something, but was it for technology? What, 600? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a, okay. it was a software company. Um, oh, sorry, I was thinking yeah. of mattresses for some reason. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but uh, I've actually got a story about mattress companies um, as well. But uh, <laughs> so when, but, uh, you know, the, the, the point is, is that like with Reddit, there's really is a place for everybody. There's a community for everything, like from golf to gaming, uh, you know, leaning all the way to, you um, uh, you know, technology, finance, uh, and and for the advertising side. Sorry, my my phone was ringing on my watch and it was very distracting, so I just took it off. Um, but on the advertising side, um, you know, it, it's really cool and exciting, and um, and so like you help to develop those targeting audiences of where you can find people that have the highest probability of purchasing purchasing a product. Uh, you know, based on based on what they're interested in, and so those low hanging fruit of like, yes, this community is cool. And there, you're probably probably going to reach your target audience there, but that's pretty finite. And you know, not everybody uses you know their social platforms just for work purposes, especially if it's like a B two B or like you know in, in that space. Um, and so a lot of it is like finding that perfect audience. But what I always tell people is, you know, when I'm advertisers and brands, is that you know your your audience can be absolutely perfect, but if your creative is awful. It's it's not going to matter <laughs> um, because if if people see your creative and it's like, I am not interested in that in any way, shape or form, whether it's like, you know, a little bit too edgy or whether it's too bland and it looks like it was put together in like, you know, a paint with uh, by a five year old. Um, so like there's there's a lot of things that can go wrong and your targeting audience can be perfect and you could knock it out of the park Um you know, if your creative matched like your messaging and if it really, um, you know, 
I'll, 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 you could probably explain it a thousand times better, but, um, but if, if your creative is not on point and if it's not really trying to communicate or effectively communicating who you are and what you're trying to accomplish, then your audience does not matter at that point. So that's where the creative strategy team comes in. So, uh, you know, for, for my team, I worked on the, on the SMB teams. We worked with SMB, um, uh, advertisers on the platform. And then I moved over to key account management, which uh, for for SMB accounts uh, and then agency. But it really just all started from the conversation with Marie and her team of, you know, how do you do creative on Reddit? Because every platform is a little bit different. You know, when you talk about Pinterest as an advertising platform, um, it's very visual heavy, like, you know, very it, it's all visual. But when you talk about a platform like Reddit, it's, you know, the ad copy has so much more weight uh, on it uh, as as well. So it's that 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 dual side of, yes, your creative asset has to be pretty on point. Like um, you can start dabbling with the meme game and like, you know, make branded memes for your ads, which, you know, can be extremely effective, but you have to know how to do it right. Um, and, uh, so Marie's team actually, uh, you know, ran trainings for my team, uh, in, in, in helping us to understand, like, how do you communicate what to do with your, with your creative for each advertiser? And then, um, you know, at, at, at certain tiers of ad spend, they would also run full on creative workshops to work with the creative teams of different brands, um, which is really a really cool experience, but I'll let you share a little bit more about it. Yeah, I, I think you're hitting on some like really interesting points about how different platforms can be from each other. Um, you know, I'm a Redditor. It kind of goes hand in hand with being a gamer, not to stereotype. But <laughs> I, I've been a Redditor for quite a long time. So I'm like familiar with, you know, the communities and how we speak. Um, and so I'm not saying that brands need to necessarily be Redditors in order to interact with Redditors. But I think it helps. It helps to at least understand your audience to some degree, like know your audience. Um, Redditors tend to be uh, highly educated. They have higher household incomes. And so there's a sort of a little bit more expectation on their part. They're very savvy individuals mm -hmm. and they're savvy about advertising and how it works. I mean, maybe not the all the nuances and the acronyms that we would know, but, you know, they they know about the world in really real and interesting ways. So um, yes, on the creative strategy side, what I brought to it was, I think that knowledge and understanding of Redditors and the community, and then just how to speak to them. And that really starts, you know, selfishly with like, what kind of advertising would I like to see? Mm -hmm. What kind of advertising would work for me and be effective? And then I try to, at first, create for the audience of me. Something that makes me happy. Because I'm <laughs> their one. And I'm like, like very, like I was going to say, unfortunately, but I don't know why. But like very fortunately, that worked. Um, one of my first campaigns at Reddit was uh, Triple Byte. Are you familiar with Triple Byte? This was incredible. Those yeah, shout I'm out to Byte Mike. I'm very familiar with the uh, with the ad campaigns. That was, uh, you yes. know, part of the the creative strategy workshops. Yes. So um, there was there is a recruiting company called Triple Byte. It specializes in hiring engineers and um, the tech side of tech. And they have like this quiz, the coding quiz that they would like you to take. And from there, they could match you with different companies, etc. And um, they had run some creative that wasn't working for them despite the fact that you know their their service was quite good uh and the the client partner on that that account at the time josh zimmerman shout out to my homies um <laughs> he asked me if i might take a look at their ads and like just give them some ideas about what they could do and i did and we had like the most fun ever and we created campaigns that not only like, like they went from almost pausing to just being one of the most frequently seen ads mm -hmm. on our platform. They were just killing it out there. And we would like every quarter have a new set of ads that were deeply steeped in Reddit culture in a way that like people really responded, kind of came to treasure the triple pipe ads. <laughs> um, there. 
there's a subreddit called r slash fellow kids where redditors often skewer uh, brands that don't necessarily pull off memes or reddity ads ex- you know exceptionally well mm-hmm. and uh, at the time if you posted a triple buy ad you would be banned from a band from the, <laughs> from the subreddit like people really actually quite like them which is so fun i mean one of the ads we created with triple bite mike shout out to that homie um he just like they were so trusting and they're so willing to put themselves out there one of their ads ran as their top performer for 10 months no kidding and i i don't know if like your audience will know how unspeakably long that is but like how frequently would you recommend typically to change out your creative uh depending on the size of the audience um you know but ad fatigue will typically start to hit right around like the six to eight week mark um yeah which is which is where you'll you know either a need to swap out your creative or do a ad copy refresh um which is like a lot of what i lean towards towards the end so uh for 10 10 months months. is staggering yeah (laughs) 10 months um man those are some good times you know it was still early at reddit like triple bite mike was such a such a great guy one time we if you're are you familiar with the that boy meme yeah uh, that one yeah, yeah that yeah. ad um not that <laughs> that ad creative but um not that headline it was like one of the top performers that one that triple bite mike um drake meme was like their top performer um, and like some of the ads were so good. One, so that boy <laughs> meme, one time I bought Mike a unitard and a unicycle and he wrote it. And one of my colleagues was kind enough to take pictures. And then another <laughs> colleague was kind enough to like do some Photoshop. And we just had like a video of him sort of riding a unicycle. And it was like, here come triple bite Mike. <laughs> what up <laughs> that was it <laughs> like uh, but i think the success of that one was like because it was such an old meme like it wasn't trying at all to be current mm-hmm. it was like straight up old <laughs> and um and we were just leaning into the older memes and like there there was a certain self-awareness that was very successful for triple bite and also i just i can't commend them enough for being so open to doing fun stuff yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna refresh everybody who's listening uh triple bite is a technical recruiting company so 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 for you know for like we're talking about some pretty staggering ad ad performance for Mm. a technical recruiting company like specifically software recruit like soft like software engineer recruiting yes um And, and yes, the results were incredible, mm-hmm. wonderful. And yeah. and so like really when we talk about the power of creative, like that is the power of creative. Because if if your ad if your ad content is immaculate, then it doesn't really matter what you do. I mean, if you talk about you know some you, 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 everybody's got those ad campaigns that are you know that immediately come top of mind, like the squatty potty with the unicorn that uh, that yes! take poops. Like that's brilliant, but it's like it's literally a device uh, for to help with bowel movements. Like that's that's what we're talking about here. But the, you know, if your creative is done right, it can really be powerful. And, you know, for, for me, like when I first came into the, you know, into the tech space and then, you know, especially into the, into advertising, if I was a creative person and like, I've talked to like, you know, friends that have gone to, and like, you know, actually gone to art school and, you know, gone that direction or who, you know, are wanting to get into writing. And it's like, have you, have you ever thought about like applying those, those skill sets to the ad space or like to, you know, into, into tech, because even if you were talking about writing blog articles or, you know, you know, from the creative side, there's creative agencies, there's the branding side of it. There's so many different cool things that you can do, like being a creative person. But, you know, for, for myself, that's not the first thing that I think of when I think advertising in tech, it's not, it's not, you know, artistic. Um, and, you know, people that I talk with that, you know, are, are you know, my generation are also, that's not the first thing that comes top of mind. Um, and something that is really interesting is I was talking to my current CEO and, um, you know, I mentioned that point to her and, and she was like, that 
is really surprising because when I got into marketing, that's why I got into it because I'm an artistic person. Um, and so like, gener I, I think there's also that like generational thing of like, when you think tech and marketing in, you know, it, it, from a younger person's perspective, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like, well, you think of the technology and not, you know, how do you represent the technology um, or how do you speak to the technology or make that marketing messaging fun? And all of that is is it comes from that artistic side. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some of the most creative and artistic people I know, I mean, you know, Ben Rosen. Yeah. Right. He's incredible creative on Karma Lab right now and like wicked creative wonderful like he does like these cool shirt t-shirt drops panic tees i've like, never got yeah. one i stopped oh. following because i came in second oh. I, I think twice and uh and i was like oh my my it just makes my soul hurt and i was literally just i had a page on linkedin up every single time he did a drop and i was like oh. I, I suggest you subscribe again because now he's getting a little <laughs> bit more um revealing with when they will be dropped so That's they're not quite entirely out of the blue <laughs> but anyway, like, like, there's just so many creative people in this industry. And like, I, I don't know if this person would like their name reveal, but I had a, a former colleague from a different company who has like a master's degree in creative writing from like, uh, what's it called? Columbia, oh, right? Wow. Talented, like, um, draftsman, painter, incredibly, incredibly artistically uh, gifted and works in advertising and marketing. And and he said it's because, you know, he likes to be creative, but he also likes to pay rent and food. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because like he has friends, you know, from his days in Columbia who, you know, went for writing. And they're like, this is my life. I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to write novels. And it's very challenging. And perhaps it is deeply artistically fulfilling but there are the challenges that you encounter as an artist um, where, you know, you're not salaried or healthcare isn't readily available to you. So I highly recommend it to anyone who's artistically inclined, creatively inclined, but craves some stability. Um, pursue marketing and advertising. There's, there are so many ways to be creative here. And uh, we need more interesting voices. I don't think the AI is going to replace us um, because a curatorial taste still matters. Um, but I will say that Chat GPT can write some pretty good copy. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and and I think that's there's something that's really important. Like when you talk about the AI conversation as well, is mm -hmm. that like you know you can tell the the content that is written by somebody that you read their contents a lot like because their voice like your voice does come out when like when you're writing and like although you can use like ai to you know start that initial draft but you know going through and like putting human touches on it is always going to be a thing when it comes to that writing side um yeah, yeah, and and it, like on the creative like the actual like ad, creative ads themselves um you know, I, I, again, I think it comes down to that human eye and that human representation of what you want to represent the company is, is never going to go away. Um, and then to, you know, to touch a little bit back on like, you know, if you're an artist and, uh, you know, the term starving artist is a thing for a reason, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think a larger part of the conversation too is, is, you know, a lot of us take jobs that we don't necessarily like, um, yeah because that because we have to feed ourselves right because at the end of the day we have to take care of ourselves and so a lot of times we work jobs that we really don't like and it, we don't have a passion for it i've done that many times throughout my life um and you know you know i've talked about it uh, previously but when it when it comes down to it like if you are an artistic person and you're doing something right now that you just really don't have a passion for like there's a lot of cool avenues that you can go in the ad and tech space uh you know to really like make use of your skills and what you like to do absolutely oh gosh can i like plug like a colleague of mine uh -huh. who is just like remarkable um did you ever meet andrew prince he's on orange red which is uh, which is uh, Reddit's in the house like creative brand team. I I don't think I ever I ever did meet him. 
wow, this guy, this guy's life. What? I mean, he was like a musician with like bands. You absolutely, I don't know how much I can speak freely, but like he's a musician, a music producer and like things, definitely projects and bands you have absolutely heard of. And then he goes from doing that to like, he designed, you know, that when you look at like interior design blogs or whatever, there's always this book, this Tom Ford book. Yeah, he designed that. Um, <laughs> like when you talk to him on Zoom, like there's a whole shelf behind him of like books he designed. And um, his life is fascinating. All of the different things he's done. And wow, his vocabulary is exceptional. What? There just there are so many different ways you can be a really I think artistically fulfilled and interesting individual. And I'm just like, look at Andrew Prince, mm-hmm. look at that guy, what a hero! Um, and he's so talented. Just just a small plug for that guy. Plugging all my homies. I and also that- want to say, if I may, yeah, you can be a successful artist. My brother is both an art professor and a successful like artist. So not to say you can't be a successful artist as well. I'm Googling Andrew Prinz right now. P-R-I-N-Z. <laughs> uh, so for any listeners, site. probably do the same. Because, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. no, that's that's really cool. Um, Isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, and currently working at Reddit, apparently. And currently working at Reddit. It's such a delight talking to that guy. <laughs> yeah, no, really cool. Like, and Reddit's such like a like has such a cool culture and like it's so like warm and welcoming and you know when when you talk about like you know yes your job is cool like the work that you do is cool something else that you know i've been very surprised with consistently is that you know of course there's going to be toxic work environments there's going to be toxic places toxic people um but by vast majority in the tech space culture is a heavy focus, um, you know, for a lot of organizations, um, not many places do it as right as, as Reddit, but you know, that, that's something else when you talk about, um, not just making the most of your skills and your talents and your passions, but also in an environment that, you know, by a large majority has a lot more of like a, a welcoming, like feel and environment where, because people are just, you know, conscious about culture they're conscious about how they treat people and and how they treat each other which is also a really cool thing that i've you know come to know and appreciate in the tech space yeah i think that i don't know if i'm speaking out of turn but like a lot of our culture comes from the platform that we have Mm -hmm. right which is this platform where you can find your people hi i worked in a marketing timeline But they're, you know, we're pretty open. We're very welcoming. I mean, I think that default open is one of our values, right? And I think more than remember the human, I think default open is a powerful one because if you are open with others and they have the expectation they can be open with you, you're generating a sense of psychological safety that Mm -hmm. allows people to express themselves and allows them that the vulnerability that creates warmth and comfort in the work environment. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a psychologist though. What do I know? That's just my theory. Just a philosophizer. Uh, barely. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, and, uh, and, and so, you know, with all of those experiences you've had so far and, um, you know, the really cool experiences working in the karma, like with the, on the karma lab team, you know, working directly with advertisers and brands, you know, helping them to really come up with cool ideas and exciting ways that they can represent their marketing. Um, how, how did those, all of those experiences help you with, uh, you know, with, with your current role? I mean, being on the sales side definitely just helps you understand. So now, so my current role is on the business marketing teams where we create the collateral, the materials and narratives, et cetera, that sales teams can go out to clients with saying like, these are the wonders of Reddit. This is why it's so fantastic how you'll find your people here where they find community. (laughs) Um, And so that's my job is to make sure not only like, are we following brand guidelines and being like appropriate, like, are we being Reddit? Are we being Reddity in this these materials? Are we being useful to uh, the sales teams? So, um, 
Oh my goodness. It's, it's just been like such a great amount of knowledge to have. I don't know if like we've had a huge spurt in growth, but being able to look back on my personal experiences of the, the sales process, working with clients, understanding how they see the platform, sometimes with trepidation, sometimes with like, like, like triple bite with like open arms. And I also want to shout out my homie, Ellen Vanderwelts for her work on the Adobe campaigns that um, were incredible, just like layer, stuff like that. Like she embraced Reddit. She saw the good and the potential of our communities to do good and really brought it with her content. So mm -hmm. I, I have all of these wonderful experiences of knowing how effective our marketing can be. And then I can bring that to my own job and say like, no, it really works. It really works, y'all. Yeah, it, it, and and that's a really cool perspective because, you know, when you when you work directly with advertisers, helping to develop their branded content for, uh, in, to to drive sales or revenue for them or whatever the the objective of the campaign is, you know, it does enable you because you work with like literally dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of different types of brands, um, you know, helping to develop that content, helping to hone out their messaging. And then a lot of it, you know, it's it's never just a one and done thing. You always A, B test. It's like what type of content works for you? Like let's test, you know, a little bit more product focus. Let's, let's test lifestyle. Let's test like some memes. Let's have some fun with it. If you're open to it, please be open to it. Um, and, and so you're, you know, from, from all of that experience, it does make it a little bit more like, okay, I'm really good at putting myself in somebody else's shoes. Now it's like, I'm in my shoes and I'm like, I'm going to think of it from, from the other side, like, you know, for, for different brands and advertisers who I want to, to come to the platform, what type of messaging is going to be helpful and relevant to them to want to, to, to come to Reddit. And honestly, like, Every brand should be on Reddit because there really is a space for everybody. And a lot of that just comes down to like, you know, if you have a bad run of it, you know, it's it's testing and learning, like never lose that testing and learning mindset. Like what you tried the first time might not have worked, but, you know, try something else. Like, again, like try different ways to represent your marketing, whether it's like, you know, having fun, whether it's more business proper um, and, and just see what works. But it takes some tinkering. Yes. Well, I mean, I think the sort of, the thrust of our entire conversation is like everybody like find it out like figure it out y'all <laughs> and <laughs> we just kind of need to figure it out uh yeah thank you for endorsing that but it, it, i think it's true absolutely true because it's a massive platform there's so many people doing so many things interested in all kinds of stuff you know they're there your 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 future fans are already there, right? So mm -hmm. they just need to find you and you need to find them. So yeah, creative though. It can be tricky. I, I don't want to say like not everyone should do memes, right? Not everyone mm -hmm. needs to be funny or silly or goofy. And I think that is a bit of a pitfall. Like people want to come out there and be like hip, but like it really depends on your brand. And more than anything, I would say be authentic to you and your brand. Um, don't sort of try to pull the wool over anyone's eyes. Uh -huh. um, because again, Redditors are incredibly savvy. They'll probably see through that. And it's like, be an authentic brand. If you're an insurance brand, you're a FinTech, FinServe, you know, be that, but be honest. And and I'm, I'm going to put this up here. So um, uh, can you see my, yeah, you can, perfect. Um, so <laughs> So for anybody who uh, is listening, um, we will have like little clips that we'll put up of this eventually, but our um, slash fellow kids uh, for the advertising side is definitely a place that you should go look that um, like for, for, for people that, you know, get it wrong or try too hard. A lot of times you will see that represented here every now and again, you might even get some inspiration of like, I actually like that. <laughs> yes. I mean, so fellow kids isn't just for making fun of uh, brands sometimes they're like fellow kids success which is of course its own subreddit mm -hmm. but this one I think people actually like yeah that has, that's pretty funny and you'll get if you get into the comments people will say so uh, mm -hmm. like hey this is really good and they'll celebrate it oh. yeah wonderful wonderful place so as we get ready to to close out you know, we've talked and, and touched on a lot of things that we could really delve, yeah. you know, into far in, into far more depth. But 
I think something that would be really helpful for somebody who, you know, might be in a sales role or might be in account management or might be in a completely separate industry. They might be in real estate. Um, but for those artistic people who like, that's their passion. They, th you know, when they go home at the end of the day, they go home and paint, they go home and do graphic design. They go home and design video games. Like, for those types of people, like what would you say uh, to them, like with all of your experience now of what they can do to better get get prepared to go into the creative side, uh, you know, in advertising and in tech? I'm just, I, I don't know. It's going to sound so cliche, but yes, you can. Yeah, <laughs> you can. I think that's like the biggest hurdle is just thinking that, you know, not me. And I, I don't want anyone to ever feel that way. I just feel like, yes, you yes, you, you can do this. Like if this schlub right here is like <laughs> doing all this stuff, I mean, with my philosophy degree and my public school education before that, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you can do it. I'm doing it. Absolutely. You can. Um, and it's never too late. I think that's another thing. Like as I've gotten older and older, you kind of feel like you're sort of stuck in one place. I don't know if you've ever felt this. Like, you, it, you, it's too late to change. But, like, why? Why is it too late to change? Is it because you, you're afraid? Mm -hmm. I understand. It is scary. But it doesn't mean you can't do it. Like, I, I want to say something about, like, you remember YOLO? People would be like, YOLO. YOLO. You only live yeah, once. And then they would, <laughs> yeah, and they would do, like, something weird or stupid or dangerous. Uh -huh. But you, know, you really, though, YOLO find something to commit to that you were really passionate about, passionate about. YOLO, do it. You try the thing. Um, I don't, I don't want to bring YOLO back by any means, but <laughs> I, I think of that. I think of that sometimes where it's like, yeah, YOLO. And I'm going to like double down on my commitment to being passionate about the work I do or being creative on a daily basis. YOLO. That's wonderful. And, and something that, you know, it, it's starting to become pretty, pretty apparent, like the, and, and thematic is, you know, when, when I did a podcast, um, you know, talking about vets in tech, um, you know, part of that conversation of, you know, leaving the military and moving into the civilian workforce, whether that's in tech or anywhere else. It's like you really don't have to pigeonhole yourself because, you know, you 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 have a certain skill set that you're comfortable with, but you didn't start out that way. Like you didn't no. you didn't start out like, oh, this is, uh, you know, I know this like the back of my hand. I could do this in my sleep like you have to go through the grind of and the pain of learning and growing and you know anytime you're learning a new skill or anytime like you're 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 growing and developing it's going to be uncomfortable and that's a good thing like you don't you don't have to pigeonhole yourself because you're comfortable and confident where you are like going out and like stretching yourself expanding yourself like when you start a new role in marketing or yeah. you know when you start it like any new any new job that it's always uncomfortable to start because you're learning it's it's unfamiliar territory but you know, again, it's it's not always going to be like that. You're going to grow and you're going to get better and it's going to become easier. And then you might find like, oh, like I'm really good at this, but I want to become more specialized. Like, you know, you talk about your career, like, you know, going from branding uh, into like creative strategist into like, you know, running the the branded side for like, uh, you know, the, the business brand of Reddit and all of those building blocks. It's like, you know, I like what I'm doing now, but I want to try something else and this looks really yeah. cool and it's okay that it's uncomfortable and it's okay that it's can be terrifying <laughs> when you start out. Absolutely. And, you, and also if you're a creative, you're probably already doing this. Right. You're thinking creatively. You're already thinking about like, well, I can do this. What if I did that? There's so many what ifs about things. Yeah. Try it. Give it a yeah. Shot. Pull the trigger. <laughs> Go for it. Give it a shot. <laughs> Yep, yellow. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually used the used yellow. I don't think I've ever those words have ever come out think of my about mouth. It, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Is there and is there any other closing thoughts that you'd like to uh, to leave with any of any listeners? I'm just uh, you know I appreciate what you're doing here. I think that definitely were podcast even a thing when I was starting out. This would be really helpful for me because yeah, I just kind of had to guess and figure it out. Yep. Um, and it's nice to, you know, have a resource. So great job, Charlie. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. And I know that our listeners will also love the conversation. It has been wonderful. Um, and uh, so we will catch all of our listeners next time. Bye. 
Thanks so much for joining this episode of the Dog Leg Left Project. If you find this content helpful, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share it with your friends, family, and colleagues. We will catch you next time.